0: All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, season two, episode number 11. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: Hey, yo. As always, I am pumped to be here, Big Bet Brent.
0: All right, well, we are back on the stereo app. For our loyal listeners, I'm sure you uh, heard the last couple episodes we recorded and we were doing a show, trying to kind of launch a show on the Bleacher app, Uh, excellent app. It just didn't have quite the the features and the functionality that we needed to convert the show into the podcast. So um, definitely appreciate uh, them giving us uh, the uh, the tryout. And uh, if they do add that functionality later, uh, can't wait to to get back over there. But that being said, we're back on the old you know trusty old Yeller. You know old trusty Rusty can't uh, can't complain. This gets the job done. Mad Money Mike, I can't see you so. Um, who knows what's going on over there but it is good to hear from you
1: yeah man it was uh it was real nice uh real nice uh having that video feature on the bleacher app um like you said we'll uh we'll hold out hope for the future um for now i'm just staring at your avatar on stereo and uh it's a good one the mohawk (laughs) looks great
0: Oh uh, I love how you went with the Asian look on the avatar. Just to throw people off. You gotta keep that low profile. Otherwise you'll be getting asked for audio, um, audio autographs all the time. You know what I mean? Um oh, can't be uh, having that.
1: No, I'm beating them off with a stick as it is, dude. They're mobbing me in the street, man. I, I can't I can't have any more of my likeness out there.
0: Uh all right. Well, hey, couple quick uh quick updates from the sports world before we get into NFL week seven recap. The World Series kicks off tonight. Finally, Major League Baseball, the season has ended. The playoffs have have run their course. The Astros are playing. The Braves, The like I said, game one is tonight. I actually think it's underway. I heard that the Braves have taken a lead. I don't know exactly what the score is, but the Astros are minus 140 to win the series. Braves are plus 110. Mad Money Mike, do you have a pick?
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. The Astros aren't going to be uh, minus whatever after uh, after tonight, man. The Braves jump out with a three-run lead through two innings. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that's certainly going to swing the odds if they can uh, hang on and, uh, and keep the, the early domination going. But I will say it is pretty cool, man, that the Astros are back in the World Series after the whole uh, hullabaloo. It was kind of uh, – chip on their shoulder they they went out and said like you know all this stuff in a way was was basically like stuff we were doing because we were bored you know it wasn't giving us a competitive advantage and of course nobody bought that and then they said all right well we're gonna button it up obviously we'll never do anything like that again let's see what we got and boom they're back in the world series so that's pretty cool but uh as it stands right now i got the braves
0: good i'm glad you picked the braves i'm with you the Astros trying to sell that cockamamie excuse of a story for cheating. They shouldn't be selling it. I'm not buying it. I hate the Astros. I'm sure most of our loyal listeners do as well. If they can stand the boredom that is the entire sport, just because the Braves are up two nothing in game one. I mean, it's like I'm sure it's like a best of twenty one. So I don't know how much the odds are going to move because of that. This series may last through the Super Bowl in February. So, um, I, to be honest, I brought it up just because it started tonight, but I don't plan on talking about it much more until it's over. So, with that, let's move to college football. There was a nine-overtime – I don't even know if you want to call it a thriller. It was a nine-overtime game. Penn State loses to Illinois 18-20. to 20. Mad Money Mike, nine overtimes. What the heck happened? What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I was watching that game from about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. I am going to have to counter and say that it was, in fact, a thriller. uh, Okay. Just because Penn State was ranked so high, you're talking about a top 10 team. I think they're ranked number seven or something like that. Um, Illinois hadn't beaten a top 10 team on the road since, I don't know, long-ass time ago. And um, and just and, and the other thing is that anytime time we watched sports history, no, no game had ever gone uh, to an eighth overtime ever. You know, seven was the would have tied the record. Eighth overtime broke the record. It went to a ninth overtime. Now, I will say, though, that college football has changed up. The way it does overtime, which I love, and I think it's going to actually lead to more of this. I don't think this record is going to stand as long as you think it might because now the way the college overtime worked, where you would start at the 25-yard line and then run it, you know, like you can get first downs and stuff, um, and then the other team gets a chance to match you on their 25. They only do that twice, starting in the third overtime, you just put the ball at the three yard line, and you have to run the two point conversion. Just one play. See what happens. Obviously, not a field goal. You're just you're just trying to get a touchdown. You're, it's a two point conversion, and so you're just trying to match two point conversions, and so that starts in the third overtime. So for overtimes number three, four, five, six, seven, eight for six overtimes, they're just matching play, 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 and so uh, finally it got broken in the ninth overtime. It was a thriller to watch. Penn State goes down, heartbreak uh, for the uh, Nittany Lions,
0: and history made. Okay, so when I hear nine overtimes, I think this game must have lasted six hours. But based on the new rules, it actually went pretty quick. I would say that
1: those, those six overtimes went in the time span of maybe two overtimes, possibly just one. Of like, you know, because you put on the twenty-five yard line, you're running a first down, you're running a second down, you're running a third down, you may get a first down, you may do another first, second, third. You know, starting at the 25 yard line can lead to a lot. You know, it's only 10 yards for first down. There can be like Mm -hmm. eight plays in there, nine plays. So um, it probably time wise only elapsed what would be maybe just one overtime period. So it went pretty quick.
0: Okay, so that's good. And then secondly, I saw the score, the final score 18 to 20. And that kind of looks like a snooze fest. But based on, you know, your reporting, it sounds like the fact that just because there's not scoring doesn't mean there's not action, entertainment, excitement. So when I put that piece of the puzzle together, along with the fact that nine overtimes does not equal, you know, dog years, 63 hours worth of real life time. It sounds to me like college football kind of got something right when it comes to overtimes.
1: Big time, big time. There is nothing more thrilling than a one play for your season. Penn State is no longer has a season in terms of, you know, the traditional making it to the college football playoff, having a chance to win the championship. That's over. They already had a loss. I think it was a close loss. So, you know, for them to to suffer a second loss, you know, puts the nail in the coffin. Um and so to watch it come down to one play, this is it, one play. What are you going to do? Um, it doesn't get, to me, any more exciting in all of sports. Anytime something comes down to one play to survive, to win, that's just you're watching it, you know, the snap. Oh, no, quarterback's under pressure. He's rolling out. Is he going to make the pass? Like, what's going to happen? It's just like that. the, the intensity in that one moment of one play couldn't be more thrilling. So the way that college football has done it and what I witnessed, was was
0: the fullest definition of a thriller. That's awesome to hear. Dear loyal listeners, we're currently <laughs> focused on the NFL. If you want us to kick off a second show focused on apparently a more, more exciting college football game day experience, shoot us an email, shoot us a tweet. We've got tons of time to spare. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we could cook something up and uh, spend less time with our families and children. But with that being said, let's get into the NFL Week 7 recap, which had, uh, first off, a lot of teams on by, so fewer games, 13 games, and a lot of blowouts. But that doesn't mean there isn't a lot to talk about. In fact, I almost feel like there's more to talk about, and we're going to get right into it with probably the the most uh, eye-opening, eye-popping Game that really threw it, it turned the NFL world and the NFL audience. It turned all of us on our heads. Mad Money Mike, it definitely turned you on your head with your lock of the week last week. The Chiefs getting held to three points versus the Titans. Titans blowing them out 27 to three, that poorest defense, holding the Chiefs to their lowest total in nine seasons. Patty Mahomes going for 206 without a touchdown. And with one pick getting concussed at the end of the game, Derrick Henry throwing a touchdown pass. This game was 27-zip at halftime. Mad Money Mike, I've got my shovel out. Are we burying the Chiefs? And do you have any – are you going to be refunding those tickets? The, all those loyal listener tickets, the team total over – 31 and a half. I think you said this was lock of the year. I think you were trying to advertise that. I, I didn't roll the tape, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. men Money Mike, you're on the witness stand. You've got some explaining to do.
1: That sound that everyone just heard, that was the sound of the bus running me over after Brent just threw me under it. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to now address your question and say, no, I will not be refunding the tickets. Buyer beware. You know the game. Come on, man. Now, with that being said, I do apologize. I did the lock of the week. I I stood behind it. I really pitched it. And that is unfortunate. But, again, nature of the beast. Now, back to uh, regularly scheduled programming. This was absolutely insane. I cannot believe what I was watching. To me, this all comes down to the Chiefs' offensive line. I mean – unbelievable you're how can you not summon the willpower to perform when you have patrick mahomes behind you imagine being an offensive lineman and just getting beat play after play after play you're star quarterback the only guy on the team that will ever matter you'll be nothing you'll be dust and ashes his name will live on but you can't even summon the willpower to protect him pat mahomes was getting chased down all day if he could have had time in the pocket of course he would have taken advantage of the titans absolutely putrid secondary but he didn't all the titans had to do like all they did to do was just rush five and he was done for it it was unbelievable uh the chiefs to answer your question are in fact buried we don't have to bury them they just buried themselves it's over (laughs) hang it up they're gonna i heard reports are they're gonna forfeit the rest of their games
0: Whoa. Yeah, especially if Patty Mahomes. So he cleared concussion protocol, he'll be back next week. But further to your point, you know, last Super Bowl, the Buccaneers really exposed the Chiefs' lack of an offensive line. And that's what like they rebuilt over the offseason, right? They they poured a lot of money into it. I think they also put some draft picks into it. But Mahomes has been pressured 111 times through 7 weeks of the season. That is the most in the league and That's just the offensive side of the problem, which clearly three points isn't going to get it done. But then you look at the defensive side of the problem as well, the defensive side of the ball as well, and they've got just as much issues, just as many issues. I mean, now clearly the Titans, they've got a lot of their wide receivers are back from injury. They've got Derrick Henry who is on just a whole other stratosphere when you compare him to other running backs. So this may not be the best litmus test, but when you go back and look at the Chiefs, history so far this season, their defense isn't doing them any favors as well. So they've got big problems on both sides of the ball. They're three and four. That was a putrid loss, like you just said. And they're in a division that's showing a lot of strength right now with both the Chargers and the Raiders. They're, I heard a stat, I think uh, this is on ESPN, I think their percent chance to make the playoffs is right around 40%. So they've, uh, they've got an uphill battle. And uh, however, they do have a cakewalk in week eight, which we will talk about um, as they play host to the New York um, football garbage pail giants. So Mad Money Mike, one, I, I had to start there. I had to start there. You can't blame me. It uh, That teed itself up. I will toss the ball over to you. Where do you want to take us next in this week seven recap?
1: Well, let's just go to the beginning. Let's go to Thursday night football. Case Keenum gets the win. I texted you just before the game with my sentiments. I said, "Hey Brent, hey Big Bet Brent, guess who holds the NCAA Division One records for passing yards, passing completions, passing touchdowns?" And you said, "I don't know who." Mad Money Mike and I said, "Case Mfn Keenum." Come on, man! Like, wow, that's a cool. That is a cool collection of records to own. Uh, The quarterback out of Houston who uh, stepped up in place of Baker Mayfield and led the Browns to a victory. The Broncos are officially, hold on, this just in, garbage. Unbelievable. (laughs) Absolute crap. Steaming pile of turd. They're done. Browns are back. Case Keenum is going to lead them to the promised land. The Ernest Johnson snaps off 146. Uh, rushing yards, uh, stepping up in place of uh, Kareem Hunt, who was injured in place of Nick Chubb. Now, all of a sudden, the Browns have a three-headed monster once everybody's healthy in the backfield. And uh, in Case Keenum is going to use that confidence and that victory uh, to keep it going. And uh, I I really think that it's going to be a special thing. I don't know if you remember or not, but a few years ago Case Keenum stepped in for a uh, an injured quarterback in minnesota and led the vikings to a 13 win season it looks like oh, yeah. uh, we've got a another iteration of that happening now
0: yeah they took out the saints in uh in hilarious yes, fashion i still have yeah. i still have nightmares over that but so listen i'm with you right the broncos their defense yeah. sucked look teddy he's dealing with some injury injuries he was gimpy out there but at the end of the day, the Broncos did not show up to play ball. I'm not ready to anoint the Browns. I'm not ready to anoint Case Keenum. Look, he was a good game manager, but check his stats. 199 yards passing, one touchdown, no picks. I mean, this guy's not the next MVP. In my mind, you buried the lead. Dernis Johnston, Johnston I'm sorry if I mispronounce his name, uh, You know, playing uh, star running back for the, the two-headed monster Those that were both injured in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. 146 yards, one touchdown. Just a couple years prior, he was a fisherman. I mean, this is like – who's the quarterback for the Rams that was bagging groceries and then came back and uh, won a Super Bowl? I mean, this is the story here. This is an incredible incredible just like change of fortune and how he just continued to pound the ball. In my mind, their running game is what won this for them. Uh, But nevertheless, the Browns do have – a more forbid formidable opponent in week eight when they play host to the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a bye. Um, so hopefully, uh, I've got some, some faith in the Steelers to get their act together, at least put up more of a fight than that terrible Broncos team.
1: Love it, dude. That's a take.
0: Okay. So I'm going to take us to the, uh, to the next game. And i tell you what, mad money, Mike, I, uh, I piled it on you there pretty bad. This was, this was a, a big old bus. I rolled over you, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to pop it in reverse and roll it back over me. So my lock of the week last week was the Panthers minus two and a half at the New York Garbage Pail Giants, and I don't know what the hell happened. The Panthers got held to three points. Sam Darnold looked like he was seeing those ghosts from back when he played in New York. And uh, the Giants ran away with this 25 to 3. I mean, they had a 3 0 start to the season. Then McCaffrey got hurt. They've been 0 4 since. you, You really question if McCaffrey had that much of an impact or if just, you know, Sam Darnold is just, you know, starting to regress to his old ways. But here are the offensive possessions for the Panthers in the entire game field goal, punt, Safety, punt, interception, punt, 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 turnover on downs, turnover on downs. 173 total yards of offense. I mean, what a pathetic performance. I am going to write them a letter because I want my money back. I can't. That game was just so disgusting. I'm so pissed off at the Panthers. I'm also pissed off at the Giants because I wrote them off, and now they come out and win by 22. Mad Money Mike, come on. Finish, finish the job on me I'm here in the grave with the chiefs pour some dirt on me
1: yeah I man um the, the only the only possibility of a worse bet than chiefs total points 31 and a half was panthers minus two and a half I mean you you know if, if we both we we literally picked the two worst bets of the whole entire week just try that on your yeah. side. Of the infinite number of bets we could have made, we literally picked the two worst. Um, So bad, man. And I'll tell you one thing that I think happened, man, is I really think the Giants... uh, Essentially, we, we see this time and time again, and we have to remember this. Once you get right around this mark, this kind of five, six, seven games into the season, teams have been pounding away in the film room, and they start to gather all the information they need to hone in on a, a team's Achilles heel. And that is what I think happened here. I think, you know, everyone was talking about, oh, Sam Darnold with his legs. Oh, Sam Darnold, you know, he he's never played That like was me. Before. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Jets, man, the Jets were the – it turns out that the Jets were the one holding him back. And, you know, now the Panthers, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is that there was something – that he was doing in this case, you know, plays were made, you know, for him to use his legs, you know, and, and obviously other things. There were other things, but the point is that team defenses, they watch film. Once we start to get into these, you know, this point of the year, you know, the teams, uh, like I said, they really hone in on. I think that's what happened here. I think, I think the, the, the jig is up. I think uh, teams now know what's going on in the Panthers without McCaffrey. Are um are, are useless. You know, in, any games that he's out, you take the other team. It's just it's just that simple. You can take him on the money line. You can take him on the spread. The Panthers are now doomed. That's a wrap.
0: Yeah, I saw. I so CMC got put on uh, injured reserve, so I think he's out at least two more weeks. But yeah, Donald got benched. He got sacked six times. He went for 111 passing yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. I mean just a, just an overall abysmal performance in uh, by both the Panthers and by me for uh, picking them as my lock of the week. All right, Mad Money Mike, where do you want to take us?
1: Well, uh, there you know, like you said, you you referenced it earlier. there are a lot of blowouts. I'm gonna to touch on one quickly. The Cincinnati Bengals go on the road and possibly put a nail in the coffin of the lamar jackson mvp betters out there uh he <sighs> yeah. got exposed man but with that being said with that being said they only they're still five and two they're having a stellar season he put up 88 yards rushing so i promise you that when we get to the end of the season if they only have three even four losses in a 17 game thing if they go 13 and four nobody's gonna remember this no one's gonna look yeah back he, go, his
0: stats weren't that bad yeah no, he no, didn't throw exactly. a pick, I don't think, huh?
1: I have the information in front of me at the touch of a mouse, and the answer is no, he did not. He did not throw a pick. He had 257 passing yards. He had 88 rushing yards. Uh, I think that really what happened is more the, the, the Ravens, the Ravens that have skirted by, uh, you know, what should have been uh, a, a rough start due to injuries, Finally, uh, you know, the magic kind of fizzled a little bit. And by magic, I mean rising above expectations, the magic of overcoming so many injuries. But I do Mm -hmm. think this speaks a lot to the Bengals. I think the Bengals are an absolute, uh, you know, You know, they're they're a stunner of a team we've talked a lot about on this podcast. We've talked a lot about Joe Burrow and what he brings to the table. They've really got a a very solid rushing attack behind a great offensive line. And they've got a great receiving core for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow plays a lot of confidence. So, you know, and they have a solid defense. So I think the Cincinnati Bengals are a very well-rounded team. This really just, you know, emphasizes that. And then on Baltimore's side, they will continue to have magic. But when you go up against a team like the Bengals, it's going to be tough to get that magic to work. They're still dealing with, you know, so many injuries. You know, obviously they've got a revolving door at uh, running back because of everything that happened there, all those injuries. they got injuries on defense. So, you know, they're going to struggle because of those injuries, but they're going to continue to summon the magic, and it just didn't happen in this game.
0: Yeah, this game definitely shook up the AFC power rankings. Now, yeah. the Bengals did as good a job as you could possibly do in containing Lamar Jackson. They sacked him five times, but like we just talked about, you know his stats, if you, you know compile them with you know, the rest of the season, at the end of the day, his stats look fine. Um, he had no running back help. He pretty much had to do it all. And at the end of the day, the Bengals were just better on all fronts from a uh, you know a coaching standpoint, game design, um, like I mentioned, their defensive strategy, and on offense, just like you mentioned, holy crap, Joe Burrow going for 416 passing yards, three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but, my God, that connection he's got with Jamar Chase, eight receptions, 201 receiving yards, and one touchdown. I mean, if it wasn't for Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams – I mean, Jamar Chase is – he's on that level. And I think uh, based on his preseason woes, it's been like the biggest turnaround. And he's a clear lock for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But, yeah, you're exactly right. This says so much about the Bengals. And in my mind, it is a wake-up call for the Ravens, but they're still at least in great shape from a record standpoint. And uh, I still appreciate their coaching staff and think that they will uh, still be a contender um clearly um in 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 the future weeks to come but yeah what what a shock what a, what a game what a shocking outcome hey, i don't think either of us saw that
1: no 100% definitely not and i want to get your take right now afc north division winner on the oregon lottery swindlers we're looking at ravens as the favorite at minus 105 bengal's at plus 250 browns plus 350 steelers plus 1500 If the Bengals are plus 250 on the Swindlers, guarantee you that the uh, the DraftKings of the world are probably at least plus 300. I want to know right now, do you disagree with Mad Money Mike's take that the Bengals lock it in and that is as good as the odds as you're going to see?
0: I definitely love the value. I mean, plus 250, you can't complain with that. Looking at their schedule, I mean, they've got the Jets. That's an easy win next week. They're, then they're at home versus the Browns, but, you know, Browns we just talked about, not uh, not the best with all those injuries. They do play then the Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Bengals. So, man, I, I like it. Plus 250. Oh, my God. Definitely sprinkle some cheddar on that. I mean, not going to want to sell the house if you have it still um, based on our locks last week. But, yeah, if you can still – if you can scrounge up some, some, some couch cushion chump change. Absolutely, Mad Money, Mike.
1: appreciate, I appreciate that support, my man. I appreciate that support, and in in uh, in um, you know, in the spirit of that support, I will be placing a bet on the Bengals to win the AFC North for the season.
0: Screenshot coming. Hey yo, is this gonna go on our Twitter? Possibly. Hey yo, all right, guys. You heard loyal listeners, stay tuned. Our Twitter account at It's a Lock Podcast, no apostrophes. Mad Money Mike potentially about to put his money where his mouth is. All right, Mad Money Mike, let's get to another blowout with uh, some interesting side stories. The Bears also only putting up three points. The Buccaneers just running away with it, scoring 38. Holy crap, what a blowout. Tom Brady throws his 600th touchdown pass. What, what's your phrase, Mad Money Mike? Roll that around in your knocker for a second. What's, what's the phrase there?
1: Noggin. Yeah, roll that around in your noggin for a second.
0: <laughs> oh, but, but where I want to go with that is, so he threw his 600th touchdown pass, right? So Mike Evans receives it. He catches it. That football, he does not know it's the 600th touchdown pass. Now, for those loyal listeners that haven't been uh, made aware of this story, Mike Evans just gave it to a random fan. And this fan is holding onto a ball what i've heard that ball is valued at about half a million dollars so eventually they come to realize holy crap we need to give that ball back that's tom brady's ball you know it's a commemorative item so they go back and then they negotiate with the fan and i have the report from byron kennedy who is that fan i forget where the report was from might have been i don't know espn fox I, I don't know exactly he got two signed jerseys and a signed helmet from tom brady a signed mike evans jersey and game worn cleats he got a thousand dollar store credit and he got two season tickets for the remainder of this season and for all of next season mad money mike my question to you is one would you have given it back and two would you have offered more offered less or you know negotiated for more or less i mean Five, potentially $500,000. I'm not sure if you would have known that in the moment, but clearly you would have known that this thing has got some value to it, right? What would you have done?
1: Dude, first of all, I am absolutely, my head, like, I mean, like if you smell something burnt crispy, that is my hair on fire right now over this topic. Okay. I am oh! so livid. I am so livid. I am so like, Oh, man, I can feel like like the Bruce Banner in me, like turning into the Hulk, like Hulk smash, dude, Hulk angry. I'm so this is this is like Christopher Columbus all over again, man. He like, oh, hey, Native Americans, I'll trade you this lot of of wood. Look, we've got these boards and you can build a house out of them. And they're like, we'll call it even right or whatever. I don't know. But the point is, is like this is as great of a swindle as you possibly could ever come across in life, okay? This poor man, I, I wanted, I, like, I'm going to call him a man because I know exactly what happened here. This is a genuinely good guy. This is an mm-hmm. absolute case of nice guys finish last. That is the problem. Mm. If you don't have some grit and some salt and some sourness and some bitterness and just a general kind of like crappiness in life, Then you're gonna get run over and this is a perfect example of it because here's a nice guy here's a nice guy and he gets he gets put on the spot and what's he gonna do Mm -hmm. oh oh this guy comes oh hey man oh that was you know that that ball you know that ball means everything to tom brady first time in history man like you know we gave it to you as an accident man like you know we just need to get that back we're gonna we're gonna hook you up you know with all kinds of stuff you know to to make up for it and here's nice guy put on the spot and if you haven't rehearsed this in your head loyal listeners listen up you have got to rehearse this in your head you've got to rehearse everything in your head but this is a big one if you come across something that is yours that is legally yours the legal precedent here has already been set it is law if you can, if you if something is gifted to you if you get something that stands like if you get a baseball you know you catch the home run you get the foul ball if somebody hands you a ball that is yours that is now legally yours do not let someone take it off of you at that moment period it's very simple Uh, you don't have to have a whole you don't have to have a whole encyclopedia of preparation here you just have a very simple let's talk tomorrow three words let's talk tomorrow here's my information uh, let's talk tomorrow that's how simple it is so rehearse this anytime not just in the sports world but if you come across something of value and you get put on the spot like oh hey man blah 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 just let's talk tomorrow that way you can take some time to think about it because i'm gonna tell you something right now this guy this poor sob will never have a good night's sleep again because i'm telling you one thing right now you the, the, that half million a dollar is a starting point that's where Sotheby's starts the auction. That's where they start the bidding. <laughs> what is going on this day and age? What is going on this day and age? NFTs, crypto, collectibles. It's, a, it's, just, it's going through the roof, man. In this day and age, when the wealth gap is greater than ever, the rich just have so much money. They want this item. 600 touchdown passes from Tom Brady. Are you kidding me? I promise you. Right now, if there's some way you had a crystal ball, that crystal ball would show you that this ball pushes a million dollars. I think Barry Bonds' his home run ball, something, something forever, ever ago, went for like 800K. So the precedent is already there. There is never, ever, ever going to be a bigger name in American sports than Tom Brady and the 600 touchdown pass, which will never, ever, ever happen again. This is a monster. This is a whale. This is a million dollars guaranteed. Now, auction fees, et cetera, let's just say this guy pulls 700K cold hard cash changes his family dynamic forever oh but what's he get instead a couple of bunk ass jerseys and helmet, and some season tickets he just has crap he just has a load of crap he says a junk drawer he's just has a junk drawer full of goodies man he'll never sleep again my heart goes out to him nice guys to laugh that's <laughs> crazy. that's
0: oh uh, byron kennedy if you happen to be a loyal listener please come on the show defend yourself defend good guys everywhere the world needs good guy Greg's but at the end of the day mad Money Mike it is hard to argue with uh, with your you know it's hard to counter your argument man because you're, you're absolutely right 500k I would take the over on that being the, the final sale value and uh, clearly Tom Brady uh, you know I've seen him in so many commercials he uh, he could definitely afford to to pay its actual worth so with that being said hey we need to move to our week eight pick six. I do want to close out with just two quick closing comments in the final rundown. The Lions versus the Rams. I just want to say I love what Dan Campbell is doing, trying to onside kick in the first quarter. Two different fake punts, both of them working. However, Goff with a late interception can't quite complete the comeback. The Rams do hang on and get the win. Mad Money Mike, any final comments on that one? And then I'm also just going to tee you up with a Monday Sunday night football question Colts 49ers, do you know what a talk about the terrible weather? Do you know what an atmospheric river is?
1: Well, as you know, bit of a we- bit of a uh, weather bug, you know the uh, you know coming from uh, originally, obviously from uh, Florida, hurricanes, tropical storms, the whole nine yards. Really, uh, you know, love the weather, man. Big, uh, big weather guy, and uh, and I, as a matter of fact, do know what an atmospheric river is, or at least I'm generally aware of it. And uh, you know, watching this game, especially in the first half, I man, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw some of the plays at the end of the first half, but like there was a batch, you know, there's so many footballs each team brings. And, like, that batch of footballs got so soaked that by the end of the first half, they, like, couldn't – nobody could hold onto the ball. There was, like – they were fumbling snaps and just, like – it was like a greased pig just, like, slipping out of everyone's (laughs) hands. It was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe it. And anybody out there who grabbed the live under at 47-and-a-half because of what they were watching – you know, then you come out in the second half. Now, obviously, I'm sure you can catch my drift. Anyone out there who took live 47 <laughs> half, you asking for there, a
0: friend? Asking for anyone a friend, Mike.
1: Out there, anyone out there who is now ko'd, anyone out there who is now officially oh no, KO'd, anyone out there who is now officially ko'd, and we are talking about we're talking about an epic ko, a, a ko that like cannot be mentioned. That cannot be mentioned. All right, so they come out in the (laughs) second half and they use a special batch of balls. This is special. It doesn't happen in any game. But apparently there is a reserve. There is a reserve backup of football that is kept in the referee's locker room. So they have this like
0: delicious. I didn't even know they had a locker room.
1: Yeah, well, guess what? Now you do. And guess what's in it? A delicious batch of dry (laughs) footballs That will allow this team, both teams, to come out in the second half and put up a boatload of points um, despite the atmospheric river. Colts get the win, and anyone out there who took 30 to 18 for a total of 48, and whoever took 47 (laughs) and a half, God God have mercy on their soul.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Mad Money Mike, we didn't have a green room, so uh, I was unaware of this. So we may have yeah, to, uh, may for have you. to have a, post for you. <laughs> But, all right, excellent. So that's going to wrap up the Week 7 action. I do want to mention real quick, we had six teams on a bye, the Buffalo Bills, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Steelers. So that let's keep that in mind. Real quick, before we head to our Week 8 Pick 6, I do want to mention or talk about our Yahoo Pick'em League, our loyal listeners have taken the lead. Flying J Hole is in first place. Archie Who is in second place. I have dropped to fourth place. Mad Money Mike, I had to keep scrolling down. You had uh, a little bit of a substellar week. I'm assuming you dropped this this uh, this week using it as your uh, your low score. Um, I forget exactly how you're doing, but I know you're worse than fourth.
1: Substellar. Wow, substellar. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I really appreciate just substellar because. This was an opportunity for you to drag me. I mean, this was like, this was like your opportunity to like put me on suicide watch. Like this was the most embarrassing pickem of the decade. I didn't just go of the week. I didn't just go of the season. I went of the decade. I had the worst performance. There are people in this pickem. That know nothing about football. I know that. And I came in dead last. Dead last. Like your thumb is now sprained from scrolling so hard to get to me dead last. All right. This was so bad. It is my throwaway week. With it being a throwaway week. I do maintain my position in fifth place. I am 21 points behind first place. You're only five points the spread between first, second, and third is one point. We have got a humdinger on our hands, folks. Flying J-Hole in first place at 573. Archie who tied in first place at 573. Car Crazy Chris at 572. Big Bet Brent, only five back at 568. Yours truly, Mad Money Mike, 21 back at 552. We've got a humdinger. We've got a humdinger. It is exciting. Everybody's got a shot to win this thing, man. Only seven weeks into the season. I'm so Excited about the parody in the pick 'em league.
0: Mad Money Mike, I drug you through the mud already with the Chiefs team total over 31 and a half. And then I just heard about uh, clearly your live betting woes. I figured I'd go light on you here. But I tell you what, we do have a loyal listener email last and... week, or maybe two weeks ago now. I forget. Car Crazy Chris almost came in with a near perfect week, had the Bills taken care of business. He only would have missed a one pointer. So we asked, you know, dear car crazy Chris, reach out to us, tell us what's going on. And he has responded to the challenge. He sent us a, lo- a loyal, listener email. I've got it up right here. I'm going to, I'm going to read bits and pieces of it just for the sake of time. But he heard, this is car crazy Chris coming in, heard your shout on the latest pod. He was definitely disappointed that uh, the bills couldn't get it done. He was looking forward to a dominant pick 'em with only one point lost Oh, well, got to keep striving. He can't complain, though. He's got Tannehill on his fantasy team, so he's got to play both sides here. So we asked him for tips, right? For anyone looking for tips, he says initially that he's got nothing, but then he does give us some insights. There's a couple gems in here. What he does is he makes his picks first thing Tuesday morning while all the games are still fresh on his mind from the previous week. Then he does his best not to look at them and change them because his recollection is whenever he does change them later in the week, it doesn't end up working, at least not from his recollection. So, an example of that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, last Thursday night's game, Browns versus Broncos. Initially, he picked the Browns. Then, all week, all this news coming in about injuries on the Browns, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> Broncos going to take it in. The line moved quite a bit. So, he waffled all the injury news, but he didn't change his mind. And clearly, that paid off, and he's happy with it. Then um, he goes on to mention how he won't be joining us on the Bleacher live cast. Which is true for more reason than one. Not only his early bedtime, but also the fact that we're no longer on Bleacher. But anyway, he does mention if he does win the 200 bucks for the fantasy pickem, he's gonna spend it on something like something on his car, like a new shift knob that might get customized to say it's a lock or something like that. So anyway, if there is a winner besides us, clearly I hope and am rooting for Car Crazy Chris because. It's a lock, memorabilia, swag, getting out there, you know, manifesting on the earth, I think is excellent. Mad Money Mike, thoughts on Car Crazy Chris's loyal listener email?
1: First of all, well, I have many first of all's. First of all, first of all, (laughs) cannot thank you enough for the email. This is what we're talking about, folks. This is what gets us going. This is what just fires the juices up. We love the loyal listener emails. Thank you so much, Car Crazy Chris. And then... Secondly, first of all, keep this guy away from Vegas, okay, because I'm telling you right now, that's the kind of mindset that scares Vegas. That is absolutely great, great tips for everybody out there. The The idea of, of making sure that you get it in while everything is fresh in your mind, and then do not back off your instincts. Because those changes those are, those are external. You know, that's because, like, you got in a fight with your wife and it made you think the Browns were going to lose, whatever. Like, you don't <laughs> – you just – you get those fresh picks in and then you leave it alone. You don't let the outside world sway those initial instincts. That's a recipe for success. That's the reason why he's in a position to win this thing. And then, first of all, first of all, first of all, I cannot be more excited to hear, like you said, to echo your sentiment about it's a lock, memorabilia paraphernalia getting out there in the world that's what we love to hear this is all around been my favorite segment of podcast hands down tip of the cap to car crazy chris
0: yeah keep those loyal listener emails coming um thank you car crazy chris hadn't heard from dad to the bone in a little while um i don't know if that's related to the fact that he's not doing too well on the pick'em, um, but nevertheless love hearing from you guys thank you so much Email address, it's a lock at gmail.com. Twitter, at it's a lock podcast. No apostrophes anywhere. Mad Money Mike on the Bet Stamp app. We each started with $500. Been making our picks. You can track us. I'm at it's a lock. Mad Money Mike is at Mad Money Mike. I had a bad week. I was up about 350 closing to 400 bucks. but this past week was no good for me. I went too many ways with the Panthers. I'm back to plus 200 I want to get an update from your side. How are you doing?
1: Dude, I had a rough, rough weekend. I had, mm. I live bet, I live betted the Dogs, uh, Texans mm. and um, Lions, you know, the big swingers that we talked about. I had, I had reached out mm. to you and said, hot take of the week was one of those teams would win. Texans over Cardinals uh, or, or Lions over Rams, both of them. Both of the favorites, the Cardinals and the Rams, were minus 1,000 or worse. The Rams were like minus 1,200. I don't know. One of them was way more than a minus 1,000. So, to see two different games minus 1,000 or worse was pretty wild. And the Lions came the closest to that. If I had – so, what happened is I I placed the live bets after they came out and looked good. So, therefore, the Lions were not as great as they would have been pregame because all of a sudden Texans started off hot and, and Kyler Murray got hit a had a big shot, had to come out of the game. That's when I jumped on that one. Lions I jumped on it after they had like come out to a lead. So it ended up being way worse for me to have live betted that because if I got a pregame, uh, at least the Lions would have hit the tech, the Texans are absolute hot garbage they wouldn't have hit regardless. Um, with all that being said, bet stamp is down almost 50% from my all-time high I almost hit 2k I was like 19 and some change I'm all the way down to 10 21 67 I'm on what they call a cold streak yeah that's the reason why I'm currently KO'd from Oregon Lottery Swindlers and the reason why my stack's almost in half of my high on bet stamp is because I am on what they call a cold streak But what do you do when you're on a cold streak big bet Brent tell me
0: uh change your whole narrative and say that live betting sucks and go back to pregame betting
1: (laughs) oh all right you just you double down man you fibonacci this thing
0: (laughs) okay so you're gonna be doubling down is that what i just heard
1: i'm going big i'm going big there's something big coming there's something big coming oh my stay Stay
0: tuned tuned, loyal listeners
1: there's gonna be there's a jaw drop coming so stay tuned we've
0: uh, but, yeah, mean right. so
1: that's that's the current state of the bet stamp. I've still got a, a nice lead on you, but um, but I'm on a cold streak.
0: <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right, guys, I mentioned our uh, Twitter account, at It's Podcast. Check us out. Um, this past week I retweeted that uh, that crazy Cat 5 atmospheric river Sunday night football game between the Colts and the 49ers had a uh, crazy kick from the Colts. The 49ers got real lucky. Brandon Ayuk um, really – Messed up the return, um, muffed it, kicked it into the end zone. Somehow it wasn't a safety, but a touchback. But uh, pretty funny video all the way around. So be sure to check that out. Follow along us. Follow us along on Twitter. Okay, all right. Week eight, pick six. Mad Money Mike. We are going to have to blaze through these, but we have to start on Thursday Night Football. The six and one Packers headed to the Arizona Cardinals, headed to the desert. Now this line opened at minus three. Cardinals favored by three. However, there have been some COVID news. Devontae Adams is out with COVID. Just a couple hours ago, Alan Lazard is out with COVID. Their wide receiving core is decimated. The line has moved up all the way. The Cardinals are now favored by six. Over-under is 50-and-a-half. Mad Money Mike, betting against Aaron Rodgers in six points, granted their wide receiving core is shot. Do you think that – I mean, the Cardinals are 7-0. It's a short week on the road for the Packers. I don't know which way to go here. I'm not comfortable giving six to Aaron Rodgers. What's your take?
1: Well, because we have to blaze through it, we're short on time. I'm going to go with Mad Money Mike's gun to the head segment. Uh, Like you said, (laughs) I I just think that when the deck is stacked against you, legends rise to the occasion. I just would not be able to, with a gun to my head, life on the line, I would not be able to bet against Aaron Rodgers here. Super Bowl winning quarterback, absolute legend, a living legend. Give me Packers plus six and a half.
0: Oh, it's all the way up to six and a half now.
1: Well, that's what I'm seeing on ESPN currently. I'm sure the Swindlers probably have it at six, but I've, I'm ESPN showing it at six and a half.
0: Okay. All right. Bet Stamp had six as well, but that was a couple hours ago. Mad Money Mike, you want to take, the, take that to the tracker for either 50 or or $100?
1: I, I thought this was Mad Money Mike's gun to the head segment. Now all of a sudden. You you're... can
0: say no. You can say no.
1: Well, let's circle back. As we work through our pick six, we'll put something in the tracker. I'm saying it right now. Loyal listeners, something is going in the tracker tonight. If we can't settle on anything <laughs> else, we'll circle back and I'll take the Packers.
0: All right. Hey, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Here's why Thursday night football, short week. Packers got to travel. Devontae Adams, most likely out. He needs two negative COVID tests 24 hours apart. There's just not enough time for that, the fact that he just tested positive. So um, he's most likely out. Lazard also out. Devontae Adams had more reception yards than the next four Packers wide receivers. And then you throw Lazard out on top of that. I just don't think that they have enough firepower um, for Rodgers to work with. Also, the Packers' defense gave up 95 rushing yards to Heineke last week. and uh, Last time I checked, Kyler Murray is a little more mobile than that. So for those reasons, I'm going to take the Cardinals minus 6.5. All right, let's head to the Sunday slate. This one is going to be a real humdinger. AFC North showdown. The three and th- three and three Steelers coming off a bye headed to Cleveland to take the to take on the four and three Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb is back. Baker Mayfield is questionable, but that may not matter because Mad Money Mike, I'm sure you want uh, Case Keenum to start. The Browns are favored by three and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. Mad Money Mike, I am gonna put some faith and credit in the Steelers bye week and really adjusting. And uh, kind of rebuilding their offensive scheme. I like the Steelers plus three and a half. What say ye? Gun to your There's
1: head. Just, yeah, gun to my head. There's just not enough time. There's not enough time for the Steelers to roll the tape on Case Keenum. He's gonna come out. He is going to. He is going to represent himself and his team the way that the record holder of the most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, and most passing completions in NCAA Division One history would. He's going to get the win, gun to my head. Give me the Browns, minus three and a half.
0: All right, that's another option for our tracker bet if you want that one.
1: All right, all right, we got two. Hey, we may we may do multiple. We may, we may dumb down the dollar amount per and do multiple, so more to come.
0: I like it. All right, let's head to the New England Patriots, three and four, coming off that stomping of the Jets, headed to the Los Angeles Chargers, coming off a of bye, four and two, The spread, the Chargers are favored. They're at home. They're favored by five and a half. The over-under is 49. So the real question here being, Mad Money Mike, the last time the Chargers played, they got essentially shut out by the Ravens, who just got spanked. So coming off a bye week, the Patriots, on the other hand, looking real strong, but it was versus the Jets. This is right in that zone, you know, five and a half points. What do you think? Do you think the Patriots are for real? Do you think the Chargers are going to bounce back? This is a toughie.
1: Well, I can answer both of those questions for you. Uh, The Chargers are going to bounce back and the Patriots. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't actually have an answer for the Patriots one. The Patriots are for real, (laughs) but they're just not real. They're just not for real in this game. All right, the Chargers are going to win this one. They are a Super Bowl caliber team. They're at home, Patriots traveling, coming off a roller coaster of emotions. You almost beat the Cowboys, and you blow it, and then you have this blowout. Now you're all excited. You probably did some celebrating. Now you got to travel all the way to the West Coast. Gun to my head. Give me Justin Herbert. Give me the Chargers. Minus five and a half.
0: That is a good point. I have seen some Alabama pictures. It looks like Mac Jones uh, knows how to party. So I'm with you on the Chargers. Minus five and a half. Book it. All right. Let's head to an NFC South showdown that looks really good on paper. The six and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers headed to the four and two New Orleans Saints. The Saints at home are five point underdogs. So plus five. The over under is 50. Mad Money Mike I'm just gonna let you know and our loyal listeners know that the Saints are the worst four and two team I've ever seen and the buccaneers only giving five points this was tough not making well no you you may see this later in my in our lock of the week segment but let me just say bucks 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 Della Bills, Bucks, bucks uh, deer any other analogy for a buck pirate whatever give me the bucks. I mean,
1: okay, file this one under head scratchers. I don't know what is going on in this one, man. Like this is obviously gun to the head. You have to take the bucks minus five and a half. It's the most obvious line you are ever gonna see. I can only imagine that what they're what they're thinking here is that Sean Payton being the coaching defensive mastermind that he is will come up with a plan that's gonna really put Brady on his heels uh that is not anything that I would ever wage money on like that that has to be what's happening because obviously the Saints offense you're talking about famous Jameis I love him fellow alum shout out but man dude that Buccaneers defense is gonna give him fits and like he's not like awesome you know he's 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 awesome in a lot of ways but he's not awesome as a quarterback like He's going to have trouble. So how is he going to have trouble? And the Buccaneers that are firing on all cylinders, you know, so that's what I'm getting at. They must be thinking that the saints defense is going to be able to pressure Tom Brady and keep this as a low scoring game. I can't figure out any other reason why the line is so close. You take bucks five and a half all day too obvious.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes Occam's razor, the simplest explanation is the right explanation and uh, don't overthink this one. Take the bucks. All right, let's head to Sunday night football. The five and one Dallas Cowboys coming off a bye, headed to the three and three Minnesota Vikings. Vikings at home, underdogs, favored by two and a half. Over/under is fifty-four and a half. Now, Mad Money Mike, we uh, we swung and missed preseason when we thought about the Cowboys how they were going to do this year, but Dak coming off of two injuries has really outperformed he's excelled and uh i really love what the cowboys are doing they're either undefeated yeah because they had a bye last week they're still undefeated against the spread um now the vikings you know had a couple bad bounces a couple you know sad losses so that three and three is, is a pretty strong three and three and they've got uh, a, a two-game win streak here so all that being said i love the cowboys mad money mike where, where do you stand here
1: uh vikings all day absolutely vikings all day i uh, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the preseason, the way that we dumped on the Cowboys. I actually, if you roll the tape, I embarrassingly didn't know that Dak Prescott was coming back. You called me on it and I was like, Ooh, well, I'll check you out to look into that. Uh, blame that on being the new dad. So I actually didn't even know that Dak Prescott was coming back when I was trashing the Cowboys preseason. Um, but that's actually irrelevant because like you said, he's playing amazing, but he is a little banged up. The Cowboys have been playing some very close games, some very emotional games. I think that this was a bye week of, like, get your mind right, try to get your body right. I don't think that they are going to be in a position to go up against a Vikings team at home. Dalvin Cook, a very uh, passionate and motivated Kirk Cousins. I think, uh, gun to my head, you definitely got to give me the Vikings here just based on Cowboys being a little banged up, having played a lot of close games, um, going on the road, tough environment. Give me the Vikes.
0: Wow. All right. So we've got three potential bet tracker options. All right. Let's finish it out. Our week eight pick six with Monday Night Football, the two and five garbage pail New York Giants headed to Arrowhead to take on the, you know, real lackluster Still trying to find their way. Three and four Kansas City Chiefs. All that being said, the Chiefs are 10-point home favorites. Over-under is 52. Mm -hmm. Mad Money Mike, do you think the Chiefs kind of right the ship here? Clearly the New York Giants are somewhat of a a garbage team. Could be a stepping stone game. Help them turn the corner. Are you willing to lay the 10? Or do you think that uh, you want to lose some more money uh, betting on the Giants? We swore them off. We swore off those mother oh man i hate the giants
1: yeah i mean i mean this is in mad money mike's gun to the head segment this is by far uh the toughest one to pick so far because you've got the giants showing signs of life um and you've got the chiefs who literally look like the worst team in the league and they that's what they look like they looked like the worst team in the league as crazy as that is to say i mean what if the giants are able to rush mahomes what if the Giants are able to shut them down the way they shut down, you know, Sam Darnold and what had been a pretty solid Panthers team up to that point? You know, I don't know, man. Like, what do you, what do you do here? This is super tough. Mad Money Mike's gun to the head segment. You have to make the right pick, or else you're dead. I gotta go with the Chiefs at home. Arrowhead Stadium <laughs> is an absolutely wild place to play. Pat Mahomes, clear concussion protocol. He's got all the way until you know, the, the last game there to, uh to, you know, he's got the extra time. Uh He's, they're going to write the ship. They're, they're passionate at home. I guess I got to take chiefs minus nine and a half. Don't love it, but don't want to die either. You know, give me the chiefs.
0: <laughs> All right. Excellent. That's going to close out our week. eight pick six mad money, Mike, let's close out what bets were taken to the tracker. I see up to three bets. I, would be happy to take all three of them for up to 50 to 100 bucks each. I mean, I need to make up some ground here. Um, I like the Cardinals at home versus the Packers. I like the Steelers headed to uh, Cleveland to take on the Browns. And also, I like the Cowboys headed to the Vikings. You just want to take all three of those to the tracker for 50.
1: Yep. Lock it in. Put them in the tracker, dude. I count on you to write this stuff down, man.
0: Yep. I got it written down right here. So just to be clear on the lines, the Cardinals that has moved to minus six and a half. Is that what you're showing?
1: Correct. I got. I right. got Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've yeah, got. Go I've got Packers six and a half.
0: All right. I'm showing Steelers plus three and a half.
1: Yep. I've got Browns three and a half.
0: All right, and then Cowboys minus two and a half.
1: And that is also correct. I've got Vikings two and a half. Home dogs, baby.
0: All right, book it, book it, and book it. All right, that is going to take us to our locks of the week. Now, like I mentioned, we're not on Bleach Rap anymore, so I do not have that Seinfeld clip. So everyone just imagine that excellent twenty-second clip where Kramer has a has a big betting problem, and he probably went uh, he probably got KO'd a couple episodes before that clip. So. With that being said, let's not let's not dwell on it, but let's not sugarcoat it. We sucked last week. Me and you made our worst picks of the year. Cheeto's anti bet did uh, get the win because she took the Giants, which I can't believe, um, and severely advised against. But it got the dub, so she's two and five. Mad Money Mike, you're two and five. I'm three and four. I'm gonna kick it off. Let's not uh, let's go gun to the head. You know, let's let's get this over with. Tampa Bay minus five at New Orleans Saints. I'm sorry, Saints, you just do not have the offensive firepower to keep up with this Tampa Bay offense and Tom Brady and your defense isn't that stellar either. Give me the Bucs. Minus five. They roll.
1: Listen, man, I I cannot even tell you like how I feel about this game. I just think it is the most mind-blowing thing ever. I feel like for some odd reason, something is happening here that we don't know about, but there is no way I can lay off this game there's no way there is no way that the saints win this game and as much as i appreciate you know a lot of different things there is just no way that the saints win this game i i'm gonna i'm gonna i mean like i'm gonna go i'm just gonna say right now let's just like i don't know what like if you had if you had x amount of dollars you could put it on the Buccaneers minus 225 And you have like guaranteed, you have guaranteed money. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I'm going to go ahead and make my lock of the week Buccaneers minus five and a half as well. We're taking the same lock of the week. I know that definitely is a lot less spicier than our loyal listeners would like, but it just is what it is. Got to take the bucks minus five and a half. They're only minus 225 on the money line. That's right now. As of Tuesday, watch this line throughout the week. Watch this. Watch this line. It's right now minus 225. Mad Money Mike's going to tell you right now it's going to finish above minus 300 before game time. This is a, this is a gift. It's a gift. Unless there's something mm-hmm. crazy we don't know about, this is as gift as gifts get.
0: Mad Money Mike tried to tell us that he got KO'd not less than 20 minutes ago. I'm telling you, Mad Money Mike, I, I got a strange feeling that there's going to be a resurrection And, uh, I couldn't be happier because if you can, if you're, if you're not concerned, I mean, you want to win. And so taking money line minus two twenty that is a, for sure lock. Now, clearly we're going to be against the spread because those odds are closer to even odds. And, you know, we want, we want to be fair and equitable here when we track our locks of the week, we just don't want to take gimme's, but yeah, I think, uh, I'm with you and I'm glad you agree cheetos anti-bet sadly does not agree she's taking the home dogs the saints the new orleans saints go marching in plus five at home versus the bucks so oh. uh i don't i am 100 percent positive we are going to have a better showing than last week because that's rock bottom you can't do worse you can't do worse wow all right wow. Let us head to our closeout segment, Diaper Dad Diaries. Mad Money Mike, watch kick us off?
1: Well, man, Diaper Dad Diary this week comes to you courtesy of my daughter's first steps. Man, it has happened. <gasps> it has happened. It has happened. Wow. Taking steps. Now, this is actually, this is essentially, this is breaking news because this is only, this is basically, there were just a couple little yesterday, a couple little today. So we're in the earliest stages it's happening right now so we don't have you know like a like i mean we're calling it we're calling it we we saw steps you know like a, a little a little one two three now they were like baby steps but it's like you're, you're calling it regardless um so wow uh, we certainly don't have like walking by any means but we've got first steps And so, uh, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just like, it's, it is so wild. It's so funny because like in the, in the grand scheme of all the different things, all the developmental things, it's like, there's millions of things and it's like, but, but there's just something, it's kind of like a 600th touchdown pass. Why wasn't 599 great? Why isn't 601 going to go to the auction? You know, it just is what it is, man. It's like there's just some things that are just like cooler or more important or more, you know, momentous than others in the, in the first steps is just one of those type of things. So uh, a lot of excitement about that, uh, you know, in the midst of so many other cool developmental, just a little, this, all that, you know, it's all kinds of stuff, man, but yeah, first steps. And uh, that's it, brother. That's the Die for Dad Diary of the week.
0: That is so freaking awesome. And I'm so happy that we, you know, on this podcast, all the loyal listeners by listening can partake in the celebration Season two, episode number eleven. Today's date is October twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Valley Lakes, first steps. Mad Money, Mike. Your life has changed in so many good ways. Of course, with Valley's development, but also just a heads up. I hope you got the house baby proofed, and I hope that uh, you're not uh, your your days of watching Valley from sitting on the couch smoking doobies are over, unless you've got a whole bunch <laughs> no. of little baby no, 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 no. fences. yeah wake wake up paul mad money mike
1: all right well first of all i appreciate you preparing me i do need to jump in and just let our loyal listeners know there is no doobie smoking in the presence of my child so that was big that was big that is not an actual thing um (laughs) with that being said i am quickly curious i know we're short on time here but i am curious because my position has always been like the crawling is into stuff anyway, like they're into stuff, you know, like they're crawling. And so what's the difference? Like she's crawling at rapid pace and she crawls the one thing and she can climb up it when she gets to it. What's the real difference? Like what's it matter if they walk over, if they crawl over?
0: Well, they're getting there faster. Their, 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 their range has increased both from, you know, they can get to more places more quickly. Also, Their height range has increased. Now they're going to start reaching up on, you know, uh, tops of desks, you know, that uh, before they couldn't get to. They're going to start pulling stuff down. They're going to start trying to hang from stuff. They're going to start trying to climb stuff. You're, you know, Byron Kennedy, right, that 600th touchdown pass from Tom Brady, he's not going to have a good night's sleep ever again. Neither are you because you're going to be constantly worried about where's Valley. Oh, my God, is she getting into something? Is she about to fall over? Is she hanging precariously from one hand off of a chair that's about to topple over? Oh, that your, your, your game has changed in all three dimensions, Mad Money Mike. So, But, of, of course, taking a step back, this is a huge piece of good news. Let me just give you a little word of caution to be prepared. And I hope you got a good night's sleep last night because that's it, brother. No more of those.
1: Wow! Wow! Well, I do appreciate you raining on my parade, but I, uh, I know it's, uh, I know it's reality, hey. man, and I'm prepared to take it, dude. I'm beating. Hey, down, I went with the man. bathtub I've been beaten down, down for 13 straight months now. Like it doesn't really matter. Like there's no more beatings at this point. Like even though I got KO'd this weekend, what's so funny is that like despite like an absolutely treacherous KO, it's like nothing. Like i dude. Like you know what I've gone through the last 13 months, man. New dad. Like that's the KO.
0: That's the <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, hey, Mad Money Mike, I tried to give you the ba- the bathroom approach to feedback. I, I gave you – I bookended the bad news with good news on both sides. So um, appreciate that. Uh, I'm That's working awesome. on my, my feedback good. and my tips. So with that being said, Mad Money Mike, we just went through week seven recap. We actually highlighted a little bit of uh, World Series in college football. We talked about our week eight peak pick six. We had loyal listener email, went through pick went through the best stamp, some tweets – Close it out with Diaper Dad Diaries and our locks of the week, which are going to win. Mad Money Mike, how do you want to close out season two, episode number eleven?
1: Oh man, just as always, just want to say how much uh, I appreciate it, man. Like uh, you know, taking this time with you is uh, is obviously one of the highlights of my week, and to have this time with our loyal listeners means the world to me, man. Thank you again so much, Car Crazy Chris, for the loyal listener email. Please, all of our loyal listeners, send us emails. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know all the the tips and tricks and and what your locks of the weeks are. And also feel free, of course, please don't feel free. We're asking you. Please tweet us. Tweet at us at uh, It's Lock Podcast as well as send in the loyal listener emails to It's Lock Podcast at gmail.com. And my man, Big Bet Brent, I just cannot wait to do it again next week, brother
0: excellent what a great way to close out it's a lock podcast season two episode number 11 it's a lock peace that'll do it for this week's episode thanks for tuning in on behalf of mad money mike this is big bet brent saying so long and see you next week